1: This is the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast, episode 37.
0: Welcome to the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part? It won't break your bank. And now, the Budget-Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today for episode 37 of the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast. You may have noticed that the title of today's episode includes story time. And what I wanted to do today was just switch it up a little to do something totally random. And I thought, what better episode than 37 to be random with? So, so often on this podcast, we talk about the cost of travel. But today I kind of wanted to flip that on its head and talk about those things you really can't put a price or value on. You know, like if you think about (laughs) those MasterCard commercials where it was like, and I'm making this up, but something like baseball tickets, $5, hot dog, $3, cotton candy, $2, and then watching your son hit a home run priceless or whatever it was, you know. That's kind of what I'm trying to go for here. Those moments where you realize that you've just experienced something that is going to stay with you forever and you really can't put a price tag on those things. So I thought it would be fun to, uh, well, I guess, I'm probably going to have fun anyway, so I'm hoping that you guys have fun with this. But I thought it would be fun to just have story time where I choose a few random stories from my travels and just share what I've learned from them. And I'm talking about those times when something unexpected happens because that's always the way that it is, you know, but that you learn some sort of lesson from it that you can't forget. So I've, I've chosen a few from my travels that have had that effect on me. And at the same time, you're going to get to learn a little bit more about me, which I hope you're excited about, right? So today I'm going to talk about blind men, Germans, tea with jam and bread, bus strikes, rainstorms, and carbonara. And all of that randomness is going to equal priceless by the end of each story. So if you think that sounds good to you, keep listening. I'll get to the stories in just a minute, which gives you enough time to, you know, get your tea or coffee, your blanket and curl up and get ready for story time or not. But before I do get to that, I wanted to pose a question to you guys and I'll ask this again at the end. Um, But when were you in an unexpectedly positive situation on your travels where you ended up learning a huge lesson that has stuck with you? And I'll say that again. When were you in an unexpectedly positive situation on your travels where you ended up learning a huge lesson that has stuck with you? I really want to hear your answers. You can tweet me at Traveling Jackie or leave a comment on the show notes page. And this one is going to be at the budget slash 37. OK, Jackie, the storyteller. Take one. <laughs> I am going to start with the story of the blind man. In 2010, I had the privilege of spending a month and a half in Panama and Costa Rica just for fun. I went with my husband, who was still my boyfriend at the time, but I went with Nate, and my brother got to join us for a couple of weeks. And I want you to try and visualize the following. During those two weeks that Daryl came and visited us, he, he only has two weeks off of work, so we usually go just crazy in the two weeks that he can come visit um, wherever we are when we travel we do this kind of often so during those two weeks we visited the Panama Canal we went island hopping and snorkeling in Bocas del Toro we went whitewater rafting on the Rio Pacuate in Costa Rica which is the number five rated scenic river in the world by National Geographic um, like we're talking literally rafting by like jungle waterfalls and it was incredible. Um, We went ziplining through canopies and canyons. We rode our bikes through a jungle, finding toucans and sloths and monkeys. We toured a coffee plantation. We sat in amazing hot springs. We went on a hike. We took a boat across Lake Arnal. You get the picture. It was an incredibly beautiful two weeks. And that was just two weeks of our month and a half. We were gone for like six weeks. And the last couple of weeks we were there, Nate and I just sat on the beach in my favorite beach town. So when it was time to leave, Nate and I actually had different flights. I think one of us used miles um, and so we couldn't fly together. So anyway, he had already left and I was just so relaxed and so refreshed. We had spent the last day with my host family that I studied abroad with back in 2003, 2004. And so I was just so fulfilled and still just kind of wallowing in vacation fever when I boarded my plane to go back to the States. And what happened next almost brought me to tears. (laughs) A man made his way to the seat next to mine, and right away, I could see that he was blind. He looked like he could have been probably in his 30s, I was guessing. And it turns out that he was American. And he began talking to me and his name was Brad. And he asked me what I was doing in Costa Rica, you know, just kind of the normal traveler chat. And I was also very curious about what he had been doing in Costa Rica because I couldn't help but notice that he was definitely traveling alone and he was definitely blind. And so he explained that he has friends in Costa Rica that he visits often by himself. And he told me that he had been to Hako and San Ramon. And then he said, and it breaks my heart and literally almost makes me cry right this second. But he said, San Ramon is so beautiful. And I just stared at his face, like seriously not knowing what to say. All I could do was agree with him as he sat there staring blankly at nothing with a huge smile on his face. And his words literally left me speechless. And at that moment, I was actually really glad he couldn't see my face as I processed his and what he had just said. I mean, whoa, I remember feeling just suddenly like just overwhelmed with such, such a deep gratitude for my healthy eyesight. I couldn't even imagine being in a place as beautiful and lush as Costa Rica or any place for that matter really. And not being able to enjoy it with my eyes and my camera, you know, as I do just so absent-mindedly. I mean, I just told you all the beautiful things we had done. And yet, here was this blind man who seemed so fulfilled and pleased with his trip without seeing anything. And it just made me so thankful for the freedom that I have to travel and my healthy body that enables me to do so. It was just, I just had an incredible feeling of respect and gratefulness for Brad, who reminded me and still inspires me when I think of this story just to be thankful every day and not to take anything for granted. So, big shout out to Brad. If you ever hear this, you literally moved me to tears that day, and you still do. And every time I think of you in this story, I count my blessings. So, Moral of that story, never take your ability to travel, experience, see, smell, taste, feel, hear. Never take it for granted, but be thankful. (laughs) See what I mean? Priceless. Priceless. I studied abroad in Turin, Italy in 2005 and 2006. And yes, that's where the Winter Olympics were that year, which was super cool, but unrelated to this story. There was one day that I was at school late for whatever reason. I can't even remember. But I lived about 45 minutes walking from my school. And I had made the walk a few times, but I normally took the bus because it was so far. So that night, it was already dark out and it was pretty cold. It was during the winter. I went out to catch the bus and there was a notice on the bus stop. <laughs> and it said that there was uno all. <laughs> And yes, that's a fun word. You can go ahead and say it, sciopero. It is a fun one, but what it means is definitely not fun. I will never forget that word in Italian. Sciopero means strike. As in, too bad, your bus ain't coming. In fact, no buses will be coming for the next two hours. We don't care that it's freezing or dark outside or that you live too far away to walk in said freezing darkness. And I had had a rough week. I had homework to do. I was cold and hungry. And all I wanted to do was go home and take a hot shower. And this was just a huge inconvenience for me, for my schedule, for my stress level. Just I didn't want to deal with it. But there was one silver lining of this situation. And that was that my friend Jose from my program lived just one block from where I was standing. So. I called him to see if he was home, which he was, and he imbe- immediately invited me up and he happened to be getting ready to attempt his first ever carbonara, which is a delicious eggy, bacony pasta recipe, like what's not to love, right? And I showed up just at the right time because he had been given a carbonara recipe by one of his professors at school. And so since I was hungry and had nothing better to do, I helped him make it. And I, and we, you know, we learned how to make this carbonara dish together. And not only did we get to cook and catch up and eat an incredibly delicious and successful, I might add, carbonara, but to top it all off, by the time we finished up, we could see the buses running again from his balcony. So I had just gotten to enjoy a delicious meal with great company and completely forget about my worries. And I left there just super, you know, enlightened, I guess. I just, I felt so much better and I was, you know, I was warm, I wasn't hungry anymore. I just, it was a great couple of hours that I got to spend making this amazing dish with my friend Jose and I have to add, This recipe is still one of my all-time favorites. If you know me, you've probably had it before in my house. It's actually on my blog, so I will link to it on the show notes page. I highly, highly encourage those of you who are drooling right now to try it out. It is straight from Jose's Italian Professor. So there you go. And the moral of that story is, sometimes it's necessary to take a step back from your tight schedule, seek out the silver lining and relax and enjoy a big delicious bowl of carbonara. Something similar to this happened to me once in Costa Rica too. In 2003 and 2004, I studied abroad for the year in Costa Rica and the fall, our fall there is rainy season. And rainy season in Costa Rica doesn't necessarily mean it rains all day, every day. Actually, you normally wake up to a beautiful bluebird sky. But we quickly learned that we needed to pack our umbrellas to school regardless of this. Because without fail, every afternoon, we would experience massive torrential downpours. I mean, these downpours have a name. They're called aguaceros. And when they come, (laughs) you have about a minute tops probably to get undercover. Otherwise you're just gonna be soaked to the bone if you don't have an umbrella. So one of these afternoons in the rainy season, I was walking with some friends through town after school. I can't recall where we were headed, but as soon as the rain started, we knew we needed to to take cover and quickly. So we ran for the shelter of one of our favorite restaurants nearby even though um, I'm pretty sure we had just eaten, but it was the closest thing. And it had a tin roof and within seconds of making it inside, that tin roof was just being thundered with a downpour. We knew it wouldn't last forever. These don't normally, they're like 20 to 30 minutes, but we also figured we were stuck there for at least half an hour. So we decided instead of being sad about the rain that we would order coffees and sit and enjoy the rain and enjoy each other's company and we were right because when we finished our coffees the rain had been had just finished with its crazy downpour and we were able to pop up our umbrellas and continue on our way but we still gained that refreshed and you know rejuvenated attitude just like with the the bus strike in italy i think it's really similar to that story because in both instances for reasons out of my control I couldn't go anywhere. You know, in this instance, we were almost forced to just relax, stop, you know, enjoy a cup of coffee, watch the rain. And it's kind of a crazy thing what this can do to you when you're used to running around on a schedule. And if you have things to do, you know, I always think of these two stories together because they taught me kind of the same lesson and still make me Feel grateful to have experienced both of them. I mean, I used to journal and I I have both of these journaled. And I remember learning that day in Costa Rica that it's absolutely worth slowing down and taking a step back and making an effort to be present in the moment. You know, I mean, we all say live in the moment, but there's really something cool to that. If you can just do it, especially when it's unexpected. I think that that's probably the one of the biggest factors here is because you can't plan it. You know, these things just kind of have to happen to you sometimes and then you just need to make the best of the situation. So I have one more story for today and this one actually has a name. My brother and I call it the good Deutschman. I'm going to start this one off by saying that there is a myth (laughs) that says that everyone in Europe speaks English and this is not True, do not listen to this, especially if you go off the beaten path. I mean, even in such an advanced country like Germany, nope, not true. So, in 2005. My brother and I had just spent Christmas with our German family. This is the same year that I was living in Italy. And I had a German sister in high school. She came and lived with us for a year. So my brother came over to visit me in Europe for Christmas. And we went to Germany to spend Christmas with their family. Um, And they live right in the middle of Germany in a small town near some other small towns And we had plans to meet up with a friend of mine in Spain to celebrate the new year. So we had arranged a flight from Frankfurt, Germany, to Cadiz, Spain. And so we were leaving late one night on a train bound for Frankfurt from their house in the middle of, you know, small town Germany. And our I mean, my sister was there. Her parents were there. They assured us that we were boarding the right train bound for Frankfurt. I mean, we didn't speak German, you know, we had our tickets and we were all at the train station together and they literally like took us to the train and saw us off on the train. So, we knew this trip would take I think 3 to 4 hours and that would give us time to transfer to the airport for our really early morning flight. It wasn't going to be a good a good night, but we settled in for our train ride. We heard some announcements in German every so often, you know. We stopped at a few train stops along the way. I mean, it was nothing out of the ordinary. This is what happens when you're on a train, you know. It stops, they make announcements, whatever. So, imagine our surprise when the train stopped Made an announcement in German, and then everyone got off. Everyone got off. And we, (laughs) confused as ever, pleaded with anyone to explain to us what was going on. We showed them our train ticket, which was, you know, bound for Frankfurt. Not a single person on that train that night knew a word of English, not even one word. And we were like panicking. I mean, We had to get off the train. We got off the train with everybody else. And even further surprising, I mean, we thought something was wrong here. We were like, you know, did the train break down? What's going on? You know, and what happened when we got off was that all of the passengers started to disperse, you know, like they were all where they needed to be or so it seemed. And they all headed out of the train station, leaving us completely alone. And luckily I had my cell phone with me because I was living in Italy, you know, so I had my European cell phone with me. I didn't know what else to do. So I called my German sister in a complete panic and explained what happened to us. And when she asked me where I was, I could hardly even tell her. I gave her the name of the train station, but we were in, I mean, it didn't even seem like we were in a town. It was pitch dark. Like there, there weren't city lights or anything around. Oh my gosh, it was like the middle of nowhere and it was freezing cold. I mean, it's it's December, it's Christmas, it's New Year's, you know, like it was literally snowing outside and completely quiet on the streets. And so the only solution that we had to this problem was that they would come and get us and drive us all the way to Frankfurt in the middle of the night. I mean, we didn't know how else we were supposed to catch our flight, you know? And so she and her dad oh, so thankfully, actually got into their car and started out on their way to come get us. And I mean, since we had basically zero other options, we were so grateful when they said that they would do it, do this for us. And so at this point, we knew that we just had to wait for them. And we had already been on the train for about an hour. So we knew it would be a little while. And so this actually, you know, made us feel better. We were just starting to to feel better and settle into some seats in the train station. And then we got kicked out by the cleaning crew and they were, you know, obviously they were closing the station for the night. And so since it was snowing and just freezing outside, we decided to make our way into this stairwell that had glass doors because we could see outside, but it was still kind of inside, you know, and there actually was this random other guy in there with us. And we really weren't sure what his story was, but he seemed like he was stranded as well. So, you know, maybe we weren't the only uninformed travelers. I don't know. But he didn't speak any English, so we never actually spoke to him. And then shortly after that, a man with keys (laughs) came along and kicked us out again. And this time we had to go outside into the cold, blustery, dark sidewalk in the snow and he locked the door behind us like we were criminals. Like he didn't even care. He just locked the door. I mean, he gave us like a dirty look and locked the door and left. And we were just like, I mean, we didn't know what to do. And We were so cold. So my brother and I sat against the wall of the train station, just huddling together, trying to keep warm. And then a car pulled up to the curb and this guy climbed out and we recognized him from the train. He was one of the other passengers. And he approached us and handed us two cups and something wrapped in foil. And we couldn't speak to him. Like, neither of us spoke each other's language. So he just handed us these two cups, which had hot tea in them. And the foil had two jelly sandwiches in them. <laughs> I mean, we could only imagine that he had gone home prepared these things for us and returned to the train station with the sole purpose of doing a good deed for two stranded English speaking travelers in need. And I mean, our situation wasn't like life and death, you know, but at that moment, those gifts of tea with jam and bread were like life-sustaining. I mean, here we are in the snow outside of a train station in the middle of nowhere, Germany, and a total stranger that we couldn't even talk to had prepared for us this hot treat just to keep us going. It was so, it was amazing. And my brother and I have never forgotten that. We refer to him fondly as the good Deutschman. (laughs) So there you go. That's the title. But this so just to finish the story out so you guys know what happened my german sister and her dad did make it within about half an hour after that and we were so happy to get up off of the cold concrete and into their warm car and then something else funny happened that guy who also seemed to be stranded he just hopped right into the car with us (laughs) my sister like gave me a look i was like i don't know who this is and so she spoke with him apparently in german And um, I guess he was going to Frankfurt, too, because they didn't kick him out, which (laughs) that was so weird. But anyway, we ended up making it to Frankfurt way ahead of schedule because it didn't take that long to drive there. So we had plenty of time to get out to the airport. And, you know, once we had finally arrived on the beautiful southern sunny coast of spain it was kind of hard to believe that all of that had happened in the last 12 hours and i found out later my sister told me that she and her dad had gotten a flat tire and had to change it in the pouring rain on the shoulder of the autobahn during their drive back home which made me feel so bad but i do know that that night definitely gave my brother and i kind of a renewed faith in mankind you know the kindness of man even strangers so The moral of that story is, first of all, I added learning German to my bucket list immediately. And the other thing is, I know you can't trust every stranger, but every now and then, one will do something that completely surprises you, just leaving you grateful beyond measure. All right, well... That's all for story time today, but I hope you enjoyed these stories and I hope that they gave you some inspiration to travel and to pay attention to these unexpected things that can just bring so much light to your life. Or maybe today when you go on with your day, you'll feel inspired to stop and live in the moment or acknowledge a stranger. These are the priceless things. The, these are the real treasures of travel And they present themselves every time you show up with your plane ticket. You just need to put yourself out there and be in those moments when they do happen. So I'm going to repeat our question for the day because we want to hear your stories too. So when were you in an unexpectedly positive situation on your travels where you ended up learning a huge lesson that has stuck with you? You can tweet me at Traveling Jackie or leave a comment on the show notes page, which you can find at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 37. Thank you so much for joining me for story time today. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback actually about this episode. So please get in touch with me on the show notes page. I hope you guys have a wonderful week of living in the moment and I'll see you in episode 38.